It's a part of life. We are going to deal with people who suck. Some are blissfully unaware of their impact that they have on those around them, and others seem to get satisfaction from coming at other people or irritating them or judging them or otherwise creating chaos. Either way, they suck. They are creating unnecessary conflict, making things more complicated than they need to be, and often causing so much stress and pain that could have been completely avoided. But as you know, we can't always control what happens to us, but we can decide how we define it and how we react to it. So today, we're talking about training ourselves to be ready for interactions with people who suck and dealing with it in a calm and compassionate way. It is not easy to do, but it's essential if we are going to keep our stress levels low and protect our headspace. It is a very practical and positive episode about how to deal with people who suck. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. I promise you this is such a positive podcast despite the title. I'm telling you it's because I genuinely believe that most people are awesome. Most people are so awesome, but it is so easy for us to have a day or have a moment or have a period of our lives where we're like, God, people just suck. Maybe it's interactions you have in your life with people you know. Maybe it's with strangers. Maybe it's just watching worldly events going on and seeing people's bad decisions or seeing people's issues play out. And we get to a point to where we're like, oh, people just suck. But that's what this episode is all about is not letting these negative interactions weigh so heavily that we end up thinking that most people suck. Most people are awesome. We just let the interactions of those who suck weigh more heavily because they're way more upsetting. So in this episode, we're focusing on how to deal with it, those people who suck or people maybe who don't even suck but are just sucking at the time. Like I try not to label, like I'll tell my kids, you know, you're not a bad girl. You just made a bad choice. But sometimes people just suck. So the title of this podcast had to be that, and that's how we're going to approach it. But I want to make it clear out of the beginning that that's what this is all about, is being compassionate for people who suck at that time, right? And how we're going to deal with it. And our job is to protect our own stress level, our mindset, and that of our closest family and friends. So that's what this podcast is about. Compassion is so hard to have for someone who sucks. And for me, I think of compassion as sensitivity to suffering. Super simple. And you might not have any idea how they are suffering. I always say you just don't know the rocks in other people's shoes. So when someone does something to you, says something negative, whether it's like fully coming at you or maybe they're just a drain, they suck in some way. I really try to think about a couple things. First, you don't know the rocks in their shoes. And I always try to give them the benefit of the doubt. 
if my kids get in the car from school and they'll say, this person did this, this, and this, of course, my instant reaction is, well, that sucks. I say, listen, you have no idea what they're dealing with, what they're dealing with at home, what they're battling. That leads into the second one. You don't know what their issues are and likely they're putting their own issues on you. You can't control what they're doing to you, but you can control how you define it. And I define it like, okay, I'm self-aware. I make sure that I'm not being, you know, I'm not being shitty in some way to someone. And then I think they're just putting, they're trying to put my their issue on me. I get to choose whether I accept that or not. And then the, the next thing I try to, the strategy I try to do when I'm in these interactions is I have to realize that we get to choose if we're going to make it bigger or if we're going to let it die. Okay. So we're going to get into all of that and some examples. And I think they're all key. Again, you don't know the rocks in other people's shoes. Don't let someone put their issues on you. And you get to choose if you let that negative interaction get bigger or you let it die. You know when something happens to you and it's so shocking that you have to call someone and say, you're never going to believe this. But then you're making it bigger. Whereas if you just internalize it, do whatever you need to do, take some deep breaths, realize I'm, that was, that really sucked. That person is dealing with some shit, but I'm not going to let it take on more of my day than it already has by calling someone, even though it's kind of juicy and it's kind of tempting, let it die. Because then we're just spreading negativity, even if it's shocking. I'm telling you, I have become crazy good at this and I wasn't always. Of course, our instinct is to call and what? This is so effed up. How could someone even say this? How could they do this? How could they? But if you're being self-actualized, especially with something random, like say some a stranger's just completely rude to you out of nowhere, I let it die. I fully let it die. I do not call and tell someone because I don't want to spread negativity to their day. I don't want to relive this thing that I already wish never even happened. And I'm telling you, we can't let these interactions, which I think for most of us are much more seldom than we actually realize, but they're just so jolting that they seem bigger. But we can't get in that like people suck attitude because then it makes us depressed and it makes us lose connection from people and mankind and sometimes can make us lose our purpose and our our compassion in general and our, our need and our drive to give and to have happy interactions and smile with people and be friendly to strangers and be open to new people. We have to realize it's one diseased individual. Like I think of I think of tragic things like the guy who shot out of the Vegas window at the concert. Like that is it's physically uncomp I can't even comprehend how one human could do that to other people. And it makes you just think, gosh, people suck. Like, how is this even possible? But then, even though that is completely beyond comprehension, I really try to think, re- look at how many people reached out and came to their rescue and how many more beautiful people there are than the diseased people. This is life. This is life. And we're going to run into assholes. And I tell, and this is why it's hard to see the beautiful people sometimes because it's not forced upon you as much. And it's not as aggressive as when something sucks and when some someone comes at you. Like if someone at the grocery store smiles at you really nicely and says they love your shoes, like that's so nice. That's such a nice moment. They took the time to be considerate and smile and have eye contact. Like that's such a nice moment with a stranger. 
then later, say five minutes later, you're pulling out of the parking lot and someone screams at you and throws you a gesture in the parking lot and you didn't even do anything wrong. And it was it's just so jolting. You remember that moment so much more because it was loud and it was impactful. But remember, it's one person. One person was just super kind. One person sucked. So I'm talking about how we can change how we think about that one person, how we react to that one person and how it shouldn't make us think or say that everyone is effed up or everyone's annoying or every, you know, isolate ourselves because we've just decided that people suck. No, one person sucked. One person was diseased. Yes, it was traumatizing and impactful, but we run into good people all the time. We're just oddly attracted to negativity sometimes. Say it's an online troll. It's just so hard not to react or not to get fired up or get like your war instincts come out. Like, do we need to go to war here? Do I need to defend myself? Do I need to defend my friend? Like, is this is this game time? Are we going? And it takes so much self-control not to go, not to come back at them because then we're using our energy to do that. When I see an online troll or something really negative, I just think, then this is where the compassion comes in. This is the root of it. I think, man, that is, that's really sad. They haven't found any happiness, any fulfillment, any growth. Maybe they're stifled or they're rotten in some way. So they're lashing out at the world. I can't control that, but I can control how I how I measure it, how I quantify what it means, and I can I can control how I react to it. Even if it's the most upsetting like you just feel and I'm not even talking about not defending yourself or being a watered down version of yourself, not at all. And that's how I used to think. I used to think, "No, no, no. I stand up for myself and my people. No one is talking to my person that way." But then I realized, how much energy am I giving to this person who sucks? Now, even if someone says something, I've gone so far the other direction. Even if someone says something to me that is like super mean, whatever, you know, if you put yourself out on a podcast or on social media or both, your people are going to have opinions about you both ways. And no matter what, even if you don't do, I I post something every now and then. The people are going to judge you either way. So do what you want and be who you are. People are going to say things. That's that's what's going to happen. Someone can say the meanest something to me. And my instinct, not not just my reaction, but my instinct is, man, how sad for them that they haven't found their happiness or their fulfillment or their passion or their purpose. And or maybe they're dealing with some major issues that make them rotten inside right now. And how blessed am I that I get to carry on my day and I'm not walking around with all those issues that that person has. What a, what a sad day that person is having today and likely every day that they're willing to spit all this negativity and hate towards someone, me that, or, or anyone online that they don't even know. I have so much compassion. I do not have anger. And it's like I said, it's taken a long time to realize that I don't benefit at all from coming back at them at all. It just takes up minutes of my day. It's not easy to do this because our initial response is not to have compassion because like, you know, they were awful in some way. 
whether it's a stranger, whether it's someone you know well, whether it maybe it's someone. I get so many direct messages about people asking, and that's why I did this episode. People's telling me different circumstances in their life with people that they have to be around that suck. At, usually it's at work or in a friend group. And this is why I really wanted to break it down. So depending on if someone's in your life that you see all the time or a random interaction with a stranger, here are some things to consider and some practical ways to manage it and your options. First, you can cut them out. Second, you can ignore them. And third, you can just limit your interactions. I have people say, so I have a friend in in our friend group and I love my friend group, but this person makes me feel awful or they're draining. So every circumstance is different. That's why I say you can cut them out completely. You can tell them you are or not even tell them. Another way is sometimes if you're going to, I mean, at work, maybe if you don't have a choice, maybe you can just not respond. Like do you realize that you don't always have to respond in a work setting or, you know, if you want to be civil in a friend group, maybe you should just completely not respond to what they say to you and ignore them. But a lot of times I realize that you don't have to answer everything someone says to you. Just because someone answers a question, you're not obligated to answer it. So I think that whether whatever you decide to do, if it's a friend in a, you know, someone in the friend group that you don't like that makes you feel crappy, or if it's someone at work that's just negative every day, I think the key is, is know what it is and go into it prepared, whether you have to prepare yourself every day before you walk into work, or maybe you have to prepare yourself for going to a girl's dinner that you know your friend is going to be at, know what it is and go into it prepared with a game plan. So you're not caught off guard and you don't react in a way that you don't want to either outwardly or inwardly, because both are just as stressing and as toxic. And I'm all about keeping our stress levels as low as possible and protecting our headspace. All right, next tip, limit time and energy from chronic complainers. You know, people like who just complain. And a lot of times we feel the pressure to listen to them because we don't want to be rude, but there's a very fine line between lending a sympathetic ear and getting sucked into their negative emotional spiral. It can happen so easily and without you even realizing it. So I think this is one of those things where I'm telling you, we're going to operate with compassion, but the only way you can avoid this is by setting limits and distancing with yourself when you feel like it's necessary. Think of it like secondhand smoke. If the complainer were smoking, would you sit there all afternoon right next to them inhaling the secondhand smoke? No. If you're not a smoker you would distance yourself. And I think of this the same way with negativity or complainers. You know, think of it as secondhand smoke. Like they're smoking right next to you. Are you going to sit and just breathe it in all day? Or are you going to distance yourself? Are you going to realize what it is and realize how negative that is for your emotional self and distance yourself? Another way that in researching this that experts have said is a great way to deal with complainers specifically is to ask them, reply by saying, how do you intend to fix the problem? I thought this was such great advice because, I mean, if someone's complaining and complaining in in a nice positive way, you say, okay, well, how do you intend to fix the problem? They will either quiet down or they're kind of forced to redirect the conversation in a more positive direction. 
Another thing I think is really important when dealing with people who suck is pick your battles. Pick if it's even worth it. Again, I think a lot of people are like how I used to be, where I used to be like, no, 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 I defend my people, I defend myself, this is not okay. But what I've realized in my own life experience and in researching, and this this topic is something that I read about and listen to all the time, not this specific topic, but kind of the bigger issue, pick your battles. Like just because you don't have to go into war with them. Like by not going into war with them, you're not accepting what they did or said is okay. You're just accepting that it's not worth your energy to give more to this. Next up, don't get sucked into irrational behavior. These, you know, people who suck or toxic people can drive you crazy because their behavior makes no sense. It goes against reason. So why allow yourself to respond to them emotionally and get sucked into this mix? It's just easier to remove yourself from their traps. You don't try to beat them at their game. Distance yourself from them emotionally. You know, I just try to think about things more factually and reading what experts say was so helpful. Don't respond to emotional chaos, only facts. Like, how great is that? And how freeing is that? Whoa, like, I now think, oh, oh, whoop, this is emotional chaos. What I am watching, what I am dealing with, whether it's in an email, whether it's in a direct message on Instagram, whether it's in person with a stranger, someone I know, whatever, I am much more willing to, or I'm, I'm just much better at realizing when something is emotional chaos and deciding I'm not going to respond to emotional chaos. I'm only going to respond to facts. Like, that's cool to me. And you know, on this podcast, I'm all about give me a hack, give me something practical. Because if I listen to these big theories, yes, I get it. But then how do I implement it in my life? When someone is literally coming at me, how do I respond? And that to me is such a huge tip. Another one is don't let people push your buttons. You may have more control over this than you think. maintaining this emotional distance requires awareness because you can't stop someone from pushing your buttons if you don't recognize when it's happening. Sometimes you'll find yourself in situations where you'll need to regroup and choose the best, best way forward and realize that's fine. That's good. Don't be afraid to buy yourself some time, take a breath, walk away. It's just better to smile and nod and give yourself a minute when you need it. In this episode, we're all about thinking and making a plan, but sometimes in the moment, if someone, especially if they're just irrational or trying to push your buttons, sometimes it's just better to just regroup and then figure out what the best, what, you know, what the best thing is moving forward. We talked about boundaries a little bit, but boundaries are so important. And I think this is where a lot of people sell ourselves short We feel like because we work with someone or we live with someone who is being negative or a drain or complaining, we feel like we have no way to control this chaos, but this could not be any more further from the truth. Even if at work you work with someone really closely in a team or on a project, that doesn't mean you need to have the same level of one-on-one interaction with them that you have with your other positive, awesome team members. You can establish a boundary 
but you have to do it so consciously and so proactively. If you just let things happen naturally, you're bound to find yourself back in these difficult, draining conversations. But in your mind, if you set a plan and set boundaries, decide when and where you're going to engage with this difficult person, you control so much of the chaos. The only hard part is you have to stick to your guns and keep the boundaries in place even when this person tries to encroach on them, which likely they will. Setting boundaries is just so interesting and so important and it's so cool because it gives you the it gives you the control back, but you have to be conscious about it, you have to be proactive about it, and then when they push, you have to keep those boundaries in place that you've promised yourself. And that is how I've learned that experts help people control the chaos, the chaos that we feel like we don't have control over, but we actually do. Another tip that is one of my favorites when dealing with people who are negative or suck in some way is don't let them limit your joy. This is this is the heart of when I say control your own mental happiness because if someone else in any way has control over this, you are no longer the master of your own happiness. When your sense of pleasure and satisfaction in the day comes from the opinions of other people, like someone else can penetrate that, you just don't control your own happiness anymore. So I've really tried to work on not letting letting snide remarks or someone's negativity or judgment you know, get in, get into my headspace. So I stop feeling good about myself or something I've done. And of course, it's impossible to turn off our reactions completely to what other people think of us. You also have the power to realize what it is, be self-aware, make sure you're not just not just not being self-aware of any improvements you need to make, but you have a choice uh, whether how heavily it's going to weigh on you. And I just think you should take those things with a grain of salt. That way, no matter what toxic people are saying or thinking of or or judging you, your self-worth weighs heavier. Your self-worth comes within. So regardless of whatever they think of you at that particular moment, that doesn't define you because your opinion of yourself always weighs heavier than anybody else's opinion of you, especially someone who sucks. Another thing I think we need to think about when we're talking about compassion is forgiveness. And I think it's so valuable for us to not have things weigh on us. And you don't have to forget, especially if it's something really, you know, really crappy that that someone did to you or said or happened, whether it was recently or a long time ago. I think that us, you and I, emotionally intelligent people are really open to forgiveness. That doesn't mean that we're going to forget, but it just, forgiveness allows us to let go of what happened so we can move on. So we're not walking around in the world with these weights on our shoulders. We've forgiven them, even if it's completely their fault. And even if you're not going to give them another chance, we are focusing on our own mental happiness, keeping our stress low and our happiness, our mentally strong. So we are just not willing, you and I, to get bogged down by other people's bad choices or their mistakes. 
So we're quick to let it go. We're not going to hold on to it. And we're going, listen, if someone shows you who they are, believe them, you know, like, let's not just forget and let people walk all over us, but let's not also carry that weight with us that we don't need to be carrying. Let's forgive and let's move on. Let's accept what it was and not carry that stuff with us. I think it's just so important to realize that people are going to suck and a lot of times they could grow out of it. It could just be a phase of what they're going through. But like I started this episode saying, you don't know the rocks in other people's shoes. So let's have compassion and let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's assume they're going through a really hard time and they didn't mean to be awful to us. That's just the best they could do with what they're capable of right now. With all that they have on their plate, that's the best they can do. And even if that's unacceptable to you, I'm telling you, it's not going to weigh heavily on you because you've forgiven them. I don't know the rocks in their shoes and how sad that they have to go home and deal with all this stress and negativity that they were spewing my way. I'm going to choose not to accept it. I'm not going to let them put their issues on me. I'm going to let it die. I'm not going to let it get bigger. We, you and I, my friend, are not going to get into this thing where we're like, man, people just suck. We're going to realize that a lot of times it's one loud person and that the majority of people are awesome. It is not easy to have compassion for people who suck, but I am telling you, it is absolutely essential for us to have a low stress life and a happy mental state of mind. And it just makes us so much more, I'm just able to pivot so much more now that I've adapted this mindset. I, whoa, whew, that was a moment on to the next moment. I'm not going to give it more life by talking about it more or thinking about it more, controlling the thoughts. And I'm telling you, it all comes in the work before it happens. Think about how you're going to interact. Think about past interactions and how you interacted, you know, well or not so well and how you want to interact going forward. Maybe it's someone who you have repeated interactions with or just a random interaction. It's inevitable that these interactions are going to happen again. But if we do the homework now, we're going to be ready for them and we are going to deal with them in the best way possible. And it's not going to ruin our day. It's not even going to ruin our hour because we're ready for it and we're going to approach it with compassion instead of anger. We're not going to come back at someone. We're just going to understand all these things that we've talked about in this podcast. And I'm telling you, we are going to be so much stronger and happier because of it. And that's the goal. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please let me know what you thought. Ping me on Instagram. I appreciate you so much. I love this community and I love all that we talk about and learn about together. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.